16 and verse 19. follow along on the screen and the word of God reads he says now there was a rich man and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen joyously living in splendor every day and a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate covered with sores and longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, he lifted up his eyes being in torment and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom and he cried out and he said father Abraham have mercy on me and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue for I am in agony in this flame but Abraham said child remember that during your life you received your good things and likewise Lazarus bad things but now he is being comforted here and you are in agony and besides all this between us and you there is a great chasm fixed so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able and that none may cross over from there to us and he said then I beg you father that you send him to my father's house for I have five brothers in order that he may warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment but Abraham said they have Moses and the prophets let them hear them but he said no father Abraham but if somebody goes to them from the dead they will repent but he said to him if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets they will not be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead let's pray this morning dear Heavenly Father we come before you today in the name of Jesus and Lord, I just thank you for this time together. I thank you for every man and woman that's here today, God. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in their lives. I thank you for the salvation of their soul. I thank you for the forgiveness of their many, many, many sins. I thank you, Lord God, that you are ever present, God. You, Lord, are still in the business of saving. You're still in the business of rescuing. You're still in the business of delivering, and you're still in the business of healing. But Father God, I ask you to be with us as I share this morning. Let me share in a way that can be effective to your children, to your people, to your body. Bless them, God. Lord, your word says that we're blessed coming and we're blessed going. Your word says, God, that we're above and not beneath. 
Your word says that we're the head and not the tail. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord, as you release that upon them today so that they can be effective in going forth for your kingdom, Lord. Father, come and have your way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Praise God. I want to talk to you. This is kind of a part two. And last week, for those of you that weren't here, I preached on reaching the lost at any cost. Reaching the lost at any cost. And I began to share with you something that God began to put on my heart. And I kind of opened up in the book of Luke in chapter 15. And as you look in the book of Luke chapter 15, you begin to see a a few different parables within that chapter all the way from verse 1 to the end of the chapter. And just to kind of give you a quick reminder, uh, in Luke chapter 15, he starts out uh, talking about the parable of the lost sheep. And he speaks about how uh, you, if you were had sheep, and if one of those sheep got away, wouldn't you leave the 99 in the pasture to go and find that one? And then he begins to talk about how, you know, if one sinner repents, amen, that they're celebrating in heaven, amen, and he begins to share about his heart and how his heart is for the lost and his heart is for the sinner. And we know that the Bible says that Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost, and he came to destroy the works of the devil. That was Jesus' point, purpose for coming to this earth. Obviously, amen, we were all lost. Amen, we were all blind. Amen, we were all sinners in need of a Savior. And we were all separated from a holy and righteous God. And so ultimately, this is God's heart, and this is what Jesus is sharing. And he's actually addressing part of his audience is the the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he's talking to them and expressing them because they were really talking to Jesus and say, Jesus, why are you... Uh, with these sinners and why are you with these tax collectors and Jesus began to express it of course he talked to them in a way and shared it in a parable in a way that maybe they could grasp amen and he begins to talk about the the lost and that sinner amen that's in need of a savior and so I kind of shared that with you starting off and how God's heart is for the lost and God's heart is for the sinner amen And then I jumped over and I began to share with you about the lost coin, amen, because that's the next part of that uh, chapter, and it speaks about the lost coin and how if you were to lose a coin, wouldn't you go and search for it until you found it, amen? And I began to kind of share with you realistically how not only do we need to save those that are outside the church and reach those that are outside the church, but sometimes we have to reach those that were in the church that kind of got sidetracked amen or kind of maybe they got offended or maybe their church hurt or whatever it may be amen maybe they didn't feel like they fit in and then I began to kind of shift over and I began to speak about uh the backslider and and he and he shares right there in Luke 15 about the prodigal son and I began to share with you concerning amen the need to reach the prodigal son, amen, and to pray for them to come in. And, and, and so I was sharing this, and I, God began to put it on my heart, uh, amen, in order, to, in, in order for us to reach the lost in that capacity and to reach the lost at any cost, that we need to kind of take on the mindset 
that Paul had, amen, when Paul was speaking in Corinthians. And what Paul said, amen, he says that I become all things to all men, that I may win some. He says, uh, to the Jew, I become a Jew. To the Gentile, I become a Gentile. Amen. To the, the one, amen, under the law, I become the law. Amen. That for the one, the lawless one, I become lawless. And so he begins to share about this. And I, I was sharing with you in regards to an approach and how we can win souls. And how ultimately when we're going to come and reach these people, we've, we've got to kind of understand, number one, their background. We've got to understand a little bit about the way that they think, amen, the way that they process things, amen. We have to be able to speak a little bit of their language in order for them to be willing to open up and possibly receive the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen. Are you all with me today? And so I want to kind of pick up right there because I ultimately my goal is that God's put on my heart is that we get serious about reaching the lost for Jesus Christ and that we get serious about reaching the lost at any cost and I was sharing how we were praying and asking God to open up doors as we were fasting and and, and corporately fasting and we were praying and seeking the Lord and God began to open up doors amen we're seeking the Lord for opportunities to go into the schools amen and be able to reach these children these young men and women amen this generation that so desperately needs the gospel of Jesus Christ and I was sharing how God began to open up those doors through our prayers and through our fasting amen and he's given us avenues and obviously when we're coming in there into the schools we can't just come ultimately just preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ we can come exemplifying the love of God and we can be, amen, a living sacrifice, amen, a living example of what Christ looks like and what it means to be a Christian in regards to how we love, and, amen. But we're going to have to come in a way where we're sharing a message from a different angle. Are you all with me today? And sometimes you've got to do that. Sometimes you've got to come in from a different angle and I kind of gave some examples of how I had encountered amen uh, uh, some folks in my path and how I'd encountered a salesman and how I encountered a finance manager and what God the strategy that God gave me and ultimately I was trying to really get us to think in that capacity and ask God to show us amen number one give us a heart for the lost because every day we walk by people amen that are without the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That are without the message of the gospel. Amen. Of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? We encounter them and walk by them every day. Whether it be at the store. Whether it be at our job. Whether it be, amen. And, 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 and wherever it may be, amen. Whether it be at the gas station. And so I'm trying to encourage y'all because God's putting it on my heart. Amen. To begin to push to reach the lost. Amen. At any cost. You know, and just imagine if that was each and every one of our focus. Amen. If each and every one of us was praying and seeking God for a divine uh, uh, opportunity in order to share with somebody. Amen. The love of Jesus Christ. If that was our 
focus, if that was our goal, if that was our motivation, amen, if that was our prayer, amen, and every avenue that we walked into, we looked for the opportunity, amen, not just to tell somebody, hey, if you die tonight, do you know where you're going, amen, although at some point we need to be working towards leading them to the Lord, but ultimately, amen, we're, we're looking for an avenue, amen, to be able to kind of work our way in there. Can I get an amen? So uh, that's kind of where we're coming from, but I want to pick up today, amen, and I, 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 and I shared with you my three points overall was that we have to save the lost that are outside the church, amen? In other words, we got to get outside these four walls. See, Jesus was surrounding himself with sinners and tax collectors for the very purpose of the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen, and win them, amen, for the Lord. Are y'all with me today? He wasn't hanging out with them so that he could be one of them. He was hanging out with them so he could reach them. And you and I, we've got to save the lost who are outside the church, and we've also got to save the lost who are inside the church, amen. Maybe you know some people that were going to church and they were, they were, they were maybe kind of getting connected, amen. You know, they were getting to know the Lord and something happened and, you know, all of a sudden they're, they're kind of got sidetracked, amen. Whether it's with busyness or whether it's with hurt or whether it's with not fitting in or whatever it may be, amen. And so I was sharing with you that we got to win those that are outside, but we've got to win those that are inside too. And not only that, but we've got to have a heart, amen, for the return of the prodigals. Are y'all with me today? For the return of the prodigals, and we can't be like the older brother, amen, who says, I've been with you this whole time, and I've been faithful, and I've done all these things, and I've never done anything like that, amen. And this guy comes back, or this girl comes back, and you go and you have your arms wide open, you put the robe on them, amen, you put a ring on their finger, and then you kill the fatted calf. And we're over here like the older brother, hating, hello somebody. And, and what does he tell him? He says, hey, you've been with me this whole time and everything that I have belongs to you. But your brother was lost. Are y'all following me today? That's kind of a heart check, isn't it? And so I want to kind of talk to you because there's going to be those prodigals that are coming back. There's going to be those people that we've got to reach that have gotten, you know, lost in the shuffle. They've gotten hurt, whatever it may be. Maybe they got sidetracked and busy. Amen. And then there's going to be those people that just have never known Jesus that need to encounter, amen, a true Savior. Are you all with me today? And so going forward from there, amen. I'm going to share with you today, and I'm going to start off in my scripture that I opened up with. And as we look at this verse right here, or this group of verses in chapter 16, we begin to see some things that are kind of uh, powerful for us to grab a hold of. You know, the Bible says this. He says that there was a certain rich man that lived his life, and when he lived it, he lived it for self, amen, and he ignored the commandments in Luke 10, 10, 27, saying that you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, 
and your neighbor as yourself. And the Bible says that this rich man dressed in purple and fine linen and he was a sharp dresser. Amen. He wore expensive clothes and he gave expensive parties. And the Bible says that the rich man enjoyed the best that the world could give, and he had, but he had no interest in the things of the Lord. And then we begin to see how in this story there was a certain beggar that was named Lazarus who was laid at the rich man's gate, and this beggar was full of sores and amen. And the poor beggar desired to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. And the Bible says even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. In other words, Lazarus, amen, the beggar had some kind of disease that affected his skin. And his body was covered with those terrible sores and the dogs came and licked his sores, amen. You know... Whenever an animal has a wound, you, you notice the animal licks his wound. Amen. But anyways, as we're going forward, amen, we begin to look here. And the rich man felt no concern for this poor beggar. This beggar was brought daily to the gate of this rich man by his friends and by his relatives. And then one day, the Bible says, the poor man died. How many of y'all know one day we're all going to die? How many of y'all know this life is just temporary? So the Bible says, amen, that one day the poor man died and he was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. Now, Abraham's bosom is the Jewish term or idea of heaven. And Abraham's bosom is what the Jewish people called heaven. Amen. So here in the Bible, there's no record of a funeral service. There's no record of a proper burial. Amen. For all we know, this man was just, his body was thrown into the woods where the animals could just begin to eat him and devour him. Are y'all following me today? But when the poor man died, his soul and his spirit went to Abraham's bosom. They went to heaven. Now we go on to the next part of that verse. And the Bible says, and the rich man also died and was buried. And it specifies that he was buried. And soon after the death of Lazarus, the rich man also died. Amen. And the Bible says he was buried. And I'm sure that this rich man probably had this great funeral service. Amen. Extravagant with spent lots of money. He had hired mourners and every possible honor paid to a sinner. But while the funeral service was being held on earth, how many of y'all know that the rich man was actually in hell and agony? The Bible says he was in torment. And next we learn that there's no recognition in hell because the rich man was in torment. But he could not recognize Abraham and Lazarus. So the rich man, I mean, but he, he could recognize them. Excuse me. So the rich man looked into Abraham's bosom or paradise and he saw what he had missed. Hello, somebody. 
Somebody say, God is good. good. Now, remember, I'm kind of speaking on reaching the lost at any cost. And so just bear with me and hang with me for just a few minutes. Amen. And so here he is. He recognized Lazarus. Amen. He recognized Abraham. And so as we begin to look there, amen, he had looked into Abraham's bosom and he began to see what it is that he had missed. Have y'all ever been in a situation where you got to see something that you missed out on? A blessing that God had for you, but you missed it? Or you gave it up? Are y'all following me today? Every man and woman has the opportunity to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. But they choose not to accept him. They give up the free gift of God. Are y'all with me today? And so here we are, this man. He's looking, amen. He sees what he missed. And he saw what would have been his, if, if it would have happened if he would have surrendered his life to God. And so here we are, Lazarus, the beggar that was covered in sores and amen and all these things and taking of the crumbs of the rich man. He's now enjoying happiness, which he himself would have never known. And you want to know what the rich man began to do? He began to pray. Now think about this, a praying man in hell. Are y'all following me today? So the problem was that he began to pray when he was in hell. But when he was on earth, he felt no need to pray. He lived his life, a self-centered life. But in hell, he began to pray when prayer at that point in time was useless. Now, the only time I'm going to tell you that prayer is useless is, amen, when it's too late, when you're already in hell. Otherwise, prayer can move mountains. So here we are, amen, he misses out on, he sees what he misses out on, he begins to pray, amen, but he prayed when it was too late, amen. He prayed when when it was worthless. And so the rich man, he didn't ask for much, but the Bible says he asked simply for a drop of cold water on the tip of Lazarus' finger to cool off his tongue. He said, Lazarus, amen, dip your finger in water and come and touch it on the end of my tongue. Hello. Are y'all following me today? So first of all, he sees what he missed out on. He recognized those people. Are y'all with me today? He recognized those people that were involved, that were in his life, but he wasn't able to get to them. Hello. Somebody say God is good. And he didn't ask for much. He just asked for a, a tip, a drop of water on Lazarus' finger to cool off his tongue. And we look at this, we say, well, why, why did the rich man go to hell? He didn't kick Lazarus. He didn't rob Lazarus. He didn't do anything wrong to Lazarus. 
but he just failed to do what was right. In other words, he committed the sin of doing nothing. Now, the Bible says to know the right thing to do and not to do it. To him, it is sin, right? And then he goes on in verse 25, and he says, son, remember. In other words, memory is going to be a terrible thing to people in hell. Because they're going to remember for all of eternity every sin that they did and never repented. And therefore, God never forgave them. Are y'all with me today? So I'm going somewhere, amen? See, because the separation of the saved and the lost is final when you die. Now, let me share the next thing that he began to do when he was in hell. And suddenly, the rich man wanted to evangelize. So first, he wanted to begin to pray when prayer was useless. But then he began to evangelize. In other words, he wanted to witness. He wanted to preach the gospel. Now, the Bible says, amen, the family that the rich man belonged to, he says there were six brothers, amen. He was one of those six. One of the brothers was in hell, and five were on their way. Yet for all of them, Christ had come and he had died. Did y'all know that Christ came for the whole world? For God loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The whole world. Do you know that God doesn't want anyone to perish but that all shall to be saved? Are y'all with me today? This is the heart of God. This is the whole reason why God sent his son. So that we could be reconciled, so that we could be forgiven, and so that we could spend eternity in heaven with him. Are y'all following me today? God is good, amen? See, this is one of the reasons why we have to be a church that is, amen, an evangelizing church. This is why we need to be people that are sharing the gospel. You know, what we see right here is, amen, the rich man ended up in hell. He realized that it's not a place that he wanted to be. And so he wanted to go and to warn his family that they don't want to go to this place. Are y'all following me today? In other words, he wanted to tell them, amen, about a man named Jesus. He wanted to tell them amen, about a place called heaven and a place called hell, but he was at a point in his life where it wasn't possible. Are y'all following me today? And so he asked them, amen, and, they, and Abraham replied, amen, and he said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. They have God's word in their Bible. Let them read the word and let them obey the word. Are y'all with me today? And the man who refuses to obey would never believe even if somebody rose from the dead and warned them all about hell. 
Are y'all following me today? Somebody say God is good. But he says, he says, then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house. Send the beggar to my father's house. For I have five brothers, and let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. And Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said. But if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And he said to them, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if somebody rises from the dead. Are y'all with me today? See, we've got to get to a point, saints, where we're in a focus and a mindset, like I shared last week, where we are willing to reach the lost at any cost. We've got to be people who are prayed up, who are seeking the Lord, who are looking for opportunity, amen, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can't just hold this for ourselves, saints, because there's a real hell, there's a real heaven, there's a real devil, amen. Are y'all with me today? There's real eternity. We've got to have a mindset, amen, and a strategy from God in order to be able to go and reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can't just walk by these people day in and day out just like the rich man walked by Lazarus day in and day out at the gate, amen, right there. We can't just walk by them not concerned. Not Are y'all with me today? not concerned about anything because we're all stuck in ourselves. that's not the heart of God and we we walk by people every day and haven't shared anything some of us haven't even told them we're a Christian are y'all with me today we're all guilty of that aren't we Amen? Now, if you tell every person that you encounter or that is a part of your life, amen, about Jesus, then thank you, Jesus. Praise God. But all of us at times, amen, we're so concerned with our own situation. We're so concerned with our own stuff going on that we're walking by Lazarus, Every day. Are y'all following me today? Somebody say God is good. Here we are, man. Lazarus' body was probably thrown out into the woods for the animals to eat. This rich man had a proper burial, a proper funeral, all the bells and whistles. He was living the high life. But he spent eternity separated from God. Somebody say God is good. good. See, one thing that we got to realize, saints, is that we're living in the last days. And we've got to be prepared to meet the Lord. You never know when that day or that hour may be. You never know when... It's time for you, amen, to go before the Lord. The Bible says that every man is appointed to die once and then judgment. 
And we've got to either be before the white throne judgment or the judgment seat of Christ. One of the two. Are y'all following me today? Life is but a vapor. And we never know when that time will come. And how would you feel, amen, knowing that you had the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody and you didn't do it. And as a, you know, now they're in a devil's hell. Now who knows if they would have accepted Jesus. It's not our job to save them. It's our job to warn them. But we've got to get outside of ourselves and tell somebody. We've got to get outside ourselves and share the gospel. Amen. You're in a place in a church where the heart is, amen, of reaching souls. Amen. We don't want to go and just reach other people's church members. We want to reach the lost at any cost. Are y'all with me today? We want to reach the lost. We want to reach the unchurched. And we, if we've experienced God's grace, God's mercy, God's forgiveness, and God's love, how are we to not give that, offer that to somebody else? Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. I'm going to look at Luke 17. If you notice, we started in 15, and we're going to be starting in verse 26. We started in verse 15, and you see those three stories, amen, those parables and that story that are concerning the, the lost, concerning reaching the lost. Then you jump off into verse six, chapter 16, which I just shared, and you speak about Lazarus and the rich man, and God begins to give you a picture of heaven and hell. Are y'all with me today? Did you know that the Bible says the last shall be first and the first shall be last? Luke chapter 17, verse 26. Look at the message that Jesus continues to be a share through these. Can you put that up there, son? Thank you. And the word of God reads, And just as it happened in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating. They were drinking. They were marrying. They were being given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And the flood came and destroyed them all. Next verse. It was the same as happened in the days of Lot. Look at this. I want you to look at this. Because realistically when the son of man cracks that eastern sky. Amen. It's not necessarily just going to be like doom and gloom everywhere. Are y'all with me today? Look what he says. He says, it was the same as happened in the days of Lot. They were eating. They were drinking. They were buying. Now, if you're buying, that means that the economy must be halfway decent, right? 
You're not, I don't know if anybody ever lived, amen, through the Great Depression, but there wasn't a whole lot of buying going on in the Great Depression. Are y'all with me today? So look, they were eating, they were drinking, they were buying, they were selling, they were planting, and they were building. It looked like a decent economy to me, right? When the economy's not that good, there's not a whole lot of building going on. The house isn't building, you know, people aren't building houses, they're not building buildings. But on the day that Lot went out from Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Next verse. He says, it will be just the same on the day that the Son of Man is revealed. Are y'all following me today? They're going to be eating, they're going to be drinking, they're going to be marrying, they're going to be blind, they're going to be selling, they're going to be planting, amen. They didn't even know, amen, in the time of Noah, he says it's going to be like the time of Noah, and nobody even saw what was coming forth, amen, until the day that Noah and them walked and entered up into that ark and that flood began to be released from heaven that flooded the whole earth, amen. And the Bible says that's what it's going to be like, amen. Amen. When the Lord returns. Now you and I are Christians and God's not going to leave us in the dark. And he's going to begin to reveal to us, amen, through his word and through his spirit, amen, that we're going to be able to identify the signs of the times. Can I get an amen? We can already begin to identify it. Thank God God don't leave us out. We may not know the day, we may not know the hour, but we can know the season. That way we can prepare, amen, and we can begin to prepare ourselves and prepare those around us. Are y'all following me today? But we don't know the day or the hour. And you don't know the day or the hour when God's going to call you home. We don't never know that. So we've got to be ready. We've got to be prepared. Luke 21 and verse 34, if you'll put that up there. Luke 21 and 34. Last week I preached real loud. This week I preached a little calmer. Be on guard. Somebody say be on guard. Be on guard. So that your hearts will not be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. I mean, I know sometimes we just get caught up in the worries of life. Sometimes that just consumes our whole focus. It's hard for us to go reach out to others when we're consumed with our own worries. Are y'all following me today? And I'm going to tell you, if you're not out there reaching out to others and you're not investing in others, amen, and you're not pouring into somebody else and helping them, you're going to find yourself possibly consumed by the worries of your life. Are y'all following me today? Be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighed down in dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. And that day will not come on you suddenly like a trap. Be on guard. You don't want it to catch you off guard. You don't want that day to come and it'll be like a trap. 
For it'll come upon all those who dwell on the face of the earth. Everybody. That day's coming. You don't know when the hour or the day when the Son of Man will return. And you don't know the hour or the day when you're going to be called home. If you know that, praise the Lord. Amen. But keep on the alert at all times. Somebody say all times. times. Praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that are about to take place. And to stand before the Son of Man. I'm going to stop right there. You've got to be alert. You've got to be on guard. You've got to watch. Amen. You've got to be ready. It's going to come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Are y'all following me today? Yes, sir. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. We're going to go through 14. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away. With a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat. And the earth and its works will be burned up. This this earth is going to be burnt up with fervent heat. And then what will be established is a new heaven and a new earth. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way. What sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. We need to be looking for it. Because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements with melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. Y'all need to get excited about that. Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things... Be diligent to be found by him in peace, spotless and blameless. That right there preaches it its own. I don't even have to preach that. You know, back in the day, whenever they had one of the greatest revivals ever, all they did was just take and open up the Bible and read straight from the Bible. They didn't even, he didn't even have to expound. He just preached the word of God. Come on now. Somebody say God is good. good. Saints, I want to get you ready. I want to get you ready so that you're ready. But I want to get you ready so that you'll be ready to reach others. You don't want to have people that are around you every single day in your life. That you failed to share with them. Are y'all following me? You can't save them. God has to save them. You know, that's a great picture, that story of Lazarus and the rich man. It's a great picture of hell and heaven. 
Mm. Somebody say God is good. John chapter 15 and verse 1. The word of God reads. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Do you all know this is in red letters? Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Next verse. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Look at this. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. In other words, the branch can't bear fruit unless it's connected to the vine. He goes on to say, unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. The only way we're going to produce good fruit is to be connected to the vine. Jesus is the vine. The father is the vine dresser. Come on now. The branch can't bear fruit. We're the branches. The branch can't bear fruit unless by itself. It's got to be connected to the vine unless we abide in him and he abides in us. Amen. He says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. God's going to produce much fruit for your life when you're connected to him. For apart from me, you can do nothing, the Bible says. Next verse. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. And if you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Next verse. My father is glorified by this. Look at this. Did you know Jesus came to glorify the father? Jesus' whole goal is to glorify the Father. He came here to do the Father's will. He came here to speak what the Father speak. He came here to bring glory to the Father. And he says, my Father is glorified by this. So what I'm telling you is that, amen, Jesus looks to produce good fruit in your life in order to glorify the Father in heaven. And one of those fruits is the fruit of evangelism. Hello, somebody. That you may bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. He says the way that they're going to they're know you're my disciple, that you belong to me, is because of your love for one another. That love is obviously the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Amen. Amen. He's going to produce this in you and through you with no help from you. But you've got to stay connected to the source that's going to release it in your life. Are you all following me today? With him, you're going to, amen, produce much fruit, good fruit. Without him, you're not going to be able to do anything. 
We can't do it on our own. Are y'all following me today? See, the Lord loves the whole world and he doesn't want anyone to perish. Go on to verse uh, 16 real quick. Right there. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. This is God's whole plan and goal for your life. When this happens, the Father's glorified. And Jesus wants to glorify the Father through your life. Through your life. He goes on saying that your fruit would remain. Somebody say remain. So that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. Now, did you notice this? Amen. One way that you're going to find your prayers getting answered is when you find yourself connected to the Lord. That's twice that he said that. Are y'all following me today? In other words, we can't just be somebody that prays every once in a while, not connected to God, consumed by sin or self or whatever it may be, and expect God to move mountains in our life. Are y'all following me today? Can I get the worship team to come forward? The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And God demonstrates his own love for us, yet while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Second Peter three nine. Three nine. Second Peter. He says, The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you. Not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. First Timothy 2 and 1. You know how bad God wanted this people to be saved? So bad that he was willing to send his son to the earth. That's how bad. So you know that's his heart. Come on now. See, we've got to line our heart up with God's heart. It's one thing for us to be saved. But what about those around us? So how can we walk by people in, in our lives and... Not ask God for the opportunity or the avenue or the strategy or the method to share the love of Jesus Christ. Come on, I'm trying to get your mindset a certain way. We've got to be willing and desire to reach the lost at any cost. Even if it means that we 
you know, if we're inconvenienced, or if even if it means that we have to sacrifice something. Are y'all following me today? I hope that y'all don't just leave here and you heard a message and you felt the Holy Spirit and you enjoyed this praise and that's it. I pray that this is something that becomes real in your life. Amen. We, you know, there's so many people that need Jesus, man. We, there ain't even enough. Look, this is the Bible Belt. Amen. The Bible Belt, you know, is the Bible Belt. And they got churches on every corner. But how many of y'all know there's churches that are empty? There's churches that are, like, closing their doors. It's not because there's not more people in need of Jesus. Are y'all following me today? Because there's people being born every day. And they have babies and they have babies. And, you know, that's what God said. Be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. Amen. But it's because us as a church, we're not doing our job. Are y'all following me today? And so if this can be your mindset, if this can be your focus, it's going to take you being connected to the Lord. It's going to take you seeking God. It's going to take you looking for strategy. God will supernaturally download to you a strategy on how to win somebody for Jesus. Amen. Now, people have free will. People have that make that choice. We can't save them. We just warn them, right? But ultimately, we've got to do our part. We've got to do our part. We've got to reach the lost at any cost. This is going to be the focus. This is the focus of this church right now. Though the highways, the byways compel them to come in. We do this through outreaches. We do this through all these things. Easter, the Easter egg hunt. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's everything else. We got Easter eggs and so forth. Amen. We got the fertility bunny and all that good stuff. Amen. We actually have a chicken, not a bunny. And that's because they say chickens lay eggs, not bunnies. But anyways, but that's an, that's an, that's an evangelistic opportunity. Yeah, it's a bless the kids. We bless the kids. We have fun. They jump in the bounce houses. They eat cotton candy. You know, saying get their face painted, all that stuff. But we use that to reach the community. Amen. We do a tent revival. We're having a tent revival. It's going to be a community-wide tent revival. Yeah, a, a revival is really for the church. You know, it's for the saved because you're reviving the church. But we use that as an evangelistic opportunity. There's some people that might come and hear the gospel under a tent that may not come in these walls. You know, I remember whenever I had tent revival at my first church in Quinlan, Texas, amen, and easy living. And some of them wouldn't even come up underneath the tent, but they'd be lined along those streets. And those streets, they'd be sitting on the curb. And those streets, they weren't concrete, so they didn't have concrete curves. They had dirt curves. But they'd be lined up on the curb, just kind of watching, listening. And you know the anointing was just ministering to them. They could hear that message just being preached. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's going to walk through them doors right away. But 
but we got to look for an opportunity and avenue of strategy. Amen. Stand to your feet this morning. I hope God has dealt with your heart a little bit. I hope God has dealt with your heart a little bit to tell somebody about Jesus. Everybody in here encounters somebody each and every day that needs the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every day, somebody, we encounter somebody. We encounter somebody. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, just put it in our hearts, God, that we have a desire to reach the lost at any cost. Father God, let this not just be a message that was preached and we heard and went on about our lives, but let us, Lord, become men and women of God, sharing, carrying your message, carrying your good news. Your word says, beautiful are the feet that carry the message of the gospel. Father, I just ask you, God, let this resonate in our hearts. Lord, we know that as long as we're connected to you, God, that you're going to produce fruit in us. That this, you're going to help us, Lord. You give us the words to share. You give us the strategy to do it. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for that today, God. Let us be a church, Lord, that is evangelizing, a church that goes out tell somebody about Jesus a church that gets out of its comfort zone and out of these four walls Lord I thank you for that God today God put that on our hearts put that fire in our hearts put that fire down in our hearts Jesus put that passion in our hearts Lord but Lord in order for us to be able to give anything away we've got to have it first God so Lord help us God be where we need to be with you 